Hello and welcome back to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice Vargas, and this week we are going to have a little bit of an excerpt of one of the lessons that is in the course, The Grace Fueled Marriage Method. And if you did not know, if you haven't already gotten your email, FYI, there is a Black Friday sale going on for the next week. So it will be good until Monday, November 29th. You can jump in there, get a $100 off the course, and you'll have access to buy into the group training coaching program that'll be taking place early next spring. So let's jump in to this week's episode so you can get yourself a little bonus training. Welcome to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. My name is Beatrice Vargas, and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? Are you struggling to reignite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might have contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the grace-fueled wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the Grace Field Wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. All right. So in this week's episode, we are going over positions versus interest statements. Positional statements versus interest statements. I have talked about this in the past in several episodes but you know minor here and there and the reason is because this is a module of the course for which we go very deep not only do we go deep into it in the module in the course but if you join us for the live where we will go through the course live we do role play for that so you would come to that live class prepared with your situation or your question or whatever and we would go through and role play so i wanted you guys to understand the way that works if you go ahead and purchase the course it's self-study you're watching the recordings and you're listening to the teachings and then if you join the live you're only you only have access to join the live if you have already purchased the course and if you join the live what you're going to be doing is going through some of those modules on your own we will break them up into four weeks based on what makes sense to break up. So they're broken up into four weeks and we go into each module, into each weekly session with these things, having already learned them and coming in where we discuss what your situation, personal situation looks like. It's called group coaching because what'll happen is I might be talking to one person and helping her with word choices for her situation that in turn, the rest of the group can hear that and say, oh, okay, that clicks for me, that makes sense. So I just wanted to make sure that that was clear to everybody how that works because I, I say it in my emails when I send the emails, but 
who knows? Like, we don't read emails, right? I know all of you guys are listening to the podcast and get through it. So I did want to make sure you had heard that. Okay. With a position versus an interest statement, I will define them first. A positional statement is a statement that essentially makes a demand. So in conflict resolution management, it's defined as a demand. Uh, I want this and you want that, right? Elected officials will often take a position on a particular issue. A positional statement is a statement where you are taking a position and it's almost sounds like an attack statement to the other person. Here are some examples of what that might sound like. Why can't you ever be on time? Why don't you ever pick up your dirty socks from the floor? Why don't you help me around the house more often? Why don't you remember my our anniversary? Why don't you ever bring me flowers? How come I can't get you? How come you spend so much time watching football with your friends and you don't want to spend time with me? All of these things may sound familiar to you because you probably have said them or have heard them said to somewhere else. I can almost guarantee that if you say these sorts of things to your husband, eh, they're not going to get you very far. I mean, you may be getting out your anger and you may be like letting him know that you're frustrated. Sure, that might help you, but it's really not going to help you in any other way other than you're just getting that off your chest. It's not going to benefit you in any other way. I also go into this pretty deep in episode number 74, where I talk about how to get what you want without nagging, because some of those statements can almost even sound like nagging statements. Or like I mentioned earlier, they are basically demands wrapped up in frustration. (laughs) So, you know, you say, why can't you ever be be on time is you demanding that your husband is on time. What? I want you to do, if you want to communicate, like effective communication, or if you want to talk to your husband in a way that you're going to get a better response, and that is the big thing that we focus on on this show, right? Changing the way we speak to our husbands so that we can get a, a better response. That's why this concept is so important. If you want to do that, I want you to use interest statements. And I'm going to talk to you about what an interest statement is. But first, I want you to understand where this comes from. This entire teaching comes from conflict resolution. So learn this from a master negotiator and or master mediator, if you will, and who basically spends her time full time going through and mediating professionally litigious things that go up, maybe divorce settlements or, you know, real estate disagreements, things like that. And she taught us that when you go into a mediation, basically, you neither person is going to go away with 100% of what they want, which makes sense if you're talking about, you know, disputing, like I said, a divorce settlement or a property line or something of that nature. But in a relationship, Now, we all know that in a relationship, there's compromise and in in a relationship, we, you know, there's give and take and, and all that. In a relationship, it's kind of the same thing. When we look at an interest statement, what the interest statement is, is that is going to take into account specifically what is important to you and what is important to your husband. The reason for that is because the, basically the definition of 
an interest, right? One's interest in an issue is the underlying reason behind a particular position. So whatever it is that position that you have, why are you always so late? Your interest is going to be the underlying reason behind that position. So for you, that interest would be that you value being on time. So instead of saying, using the positional statement of, you know, why can't you ever be on time? You tell him what's important to you. It's important to me to be at this event on time. It's, or it's important to me to not miss the first 10 minutes of the movie or whatever, you know, or it's important to me to be there for the surprise in the surprise party, whatever that is. Right. But when we change the way the ask, when we change the ask, we take the focus off of him. So it's, it's not attacking. He doesn't have to get on the defensive. And even more so when we change that ask in order to um, incorporate what is important to him as well, then it's then we have a win win. So let's say your issue is he doesn't help you enough with the kids. And instead of saying, why don't you help me more with the kids? You would turn that and, and uh, look to say it in a way that is expressing his interest and yours of his relationship with the children. Or your interest could be different. Your The reason why you're upset that he doesn't help you with the kids could be that you're exhausted. In which case, that will also change how you speak to him or request to him or communicate to him your desire for help. It's not even so much that you want his help or need his help. It might just be that you are tired. And therefore, saying something along the lines of, it's important to me to be able to have some time to recharge at the end of the day is different than why don't you ever help me with the kids. So understanding that whenever we take give that positional statement, whenever we say something that way, we're putting him on the defensive. If the idea is more so the relationship with the kids, then you might say something like this. It's important for me that the kids develop their own relationship with you. Then you can go on to suggest a way that that might be accomplished or ask him for his feedback and ask him how he might think that could be accomplished. Now, when we ask him for his feedback, that's even more powerful because that's inviting him into the decision-making process. In fact, it's making it less of a demand, right? And more of getting him involved. But if you were to make a suggestion, you might say something like, would you be open to trying for the kids to see you at night before they go to bed at least once a week? That would be the compromise part, right? Even if you know it can't be every day. So things like that and changing the way we bring it up to really focus on that piece, it takes him off the defensive and it makes it feel so that he, he kind of disarms his argument, right? Another example, um, several clients, this is why I did an episode on this, they were arguing over COVID related issues. And, you know, the wife felt that maybe the husband was siding with his other family, his extended family, and not for her. With her, she felt like they weren't on the same team. Again, these things come up multiple times. So if you were one of my clients who talked about that to me, don't feel I'm not calling any single person out, right? I've had this conversation on several different occasions. And her feeling was, well, you're not, 
we're not on the same page. So instead of saying, well, why, why, why don't you ever support me? The conversation would go more like, babe, it's important to me to feel like we are on the same page. Now, this is the tipping point. And that tipping point is what his response is. An emotionally healthy husband will hear that and say, well, yeah, of course, I, I, of course we're on the same page. That will disarm him and the argument will go in a different way. If your husband comes back to you with deflection, which is, that's your problem. It's not my fault you feel that way. Of course, we're on the same page. That's all you that you feel like we're on this, not on the same page. That has nothing to do with me, etc., etc., etc. I bring up this point because this is also something that has come up time and time and time again. So if that is you where your husband comes back with this deflection and he's not taking responsibility for anything, don't worry, I'm going to address that in my next episode. But for those of you who have an emotionally healthy husband, but maybe you guys just aren't quite communicating in the best way with each other, this is going to work. I also make it a point to say this because in in this training and this conflict resolution training and and all these hours that we spend together, the uh, professor said that you cannot negotiate with an emotionally unhealthy or unstable person, somebody who's, let's say, a narcissist or whatever. You can't negotiate with them. You can't mediate with them because they're irrational and unreasonable. So if your husband is irrational, unreasonable, then that is, then how you communicate with him has to be different. Or maybe that's a bigger, deeper issue where you have to get to what is the root of that, of why? You know, why is it that he's irrational? Why is it that he is unreasonable, where unrelenting? You know, that those are places where I don't touch, right? Because that sounds like something uh, that he need, might need to go to therapy for. And I can, I can help you, give you some tools and some language. But that is something where if you are in that place in your marriage and you still want to fight for your marriage, knowing that, you know, he's got some work to do, then I want you to know that up front. Not that there is no hope. Yes, there is hope. You just need to understand that you might be in it for the long haul if your husband has some deep work that needs to be done, right? As with many of us, we, you know, I know that I have mommy and daddy issues. (laughs) Like I know some of my own issues and I've taken the time to really figure out what some of those issues are because it's important to me. Uh, a really healthy um, book that I can recommend is Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. That is just kind of for your spiritual health, but really doing things that would focus on improving your emotional health. The other important thing to note here is the willingness and the ability to invest in yourself, whether that is investing time or money or energy into getting down to these roots, understanding these things about yourself, helping your husband to understand these things about himself, or you taking the time maybe to understand these things about your husband so that you can have more empathy and compassion 
for him. The way to do that is really by making that investment, that time or that money investment. And when I say that money investment, I mean whether that is in books and training and um, coaching or therapy or what have you. The, the course even, that's why in the course we go through this whole section of self-awareness because those were some of the things that once I started to learn them about myself, I started to be able to recognize them in my husband and then adjust for it, right? Adjust my language and my behavior for it. Is it a be-all, end-all? Are all my like mommy-daddy issues solved? No, but I know that that's what I wasn't getting out of it and reading these books and doing all that work. Um, you know, I know that that is a journey. So same thing for you, or, you know, or even my husband, like are all his issues that he has solved and resolved? No, of course not. But it means that I have the now the language, the empathy and the compassion to speak to him. Right. And that would be the same thing for you. Those are things that we go through in the course without going into deep therapy. But those are certainly really important. So your quick recap is going to be this. Number one, does your husband normally respond to you with deflection and where he doesn't take accountability for anything that you say, that things of that nature? If that is the case, I do want to make sure that you listen to the next episode, but identify that for yourself. If he is one who you know, as long as you word it properly, he does, you know, listen and he does take accountability. You're going to look at these next two things. And even if he is one who does respond with this deflective attitude and really never taking accountability, I still want you to try it. So try to utilize these interests versus these positions. Now, recapping an interest, right? That's the underlying reason why you have this position. And the position is the, the, your stance, the thing that you are upset about and what you're going to do when you, when you communicate with him, when you don't want him to get on the defensive is you're going to communicate with him talking about your underlying reasons versus that hot button topic. Those are a lot of the things that we will go through. Like I said, we go through this much deeper in the course and we go through this in the live and again, if you, in case you forgot, you can check in the show notes, but gracefieldsmarriagemethod.gr8.com. You can check out the course. There is a Black Friday sale going on just for a few days. It will end on Monday. So today is Tuesday that this is releasing the 23rd. This will be done on Monday, the 29th. I hope you are all well. Love you guys. And until next Hey, love, thank you for listening to today's show. If you found any value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today. This is really the best way you can thank me. It helps me to get the word out to other women just like you. See you next week.